Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? Welcome to another edition of the Vault Studio Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is James Cooney, and I'm joined by my co-host who's birthday is today. Lewis, how are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. My uh, my friend, how are you? Oh, I'm lovely now. I've you know had some birthday cake with you. We've had some nice uh, Frito <laughs> frozen cake. That was delicious. Thank you. Um, but yeah, look, I gave you a great present. Um, and yeah, and you, you know what, Lewis? It's uh, it's great to be your friend, and I'm hoping you can give me a good present next year because you didn't give me in the past two years. So yeah, look, the present you got me was was excellent, and. Um, a little bit of uh, behind-the-scenes information for our listeners. As as you know, we have gone to a, a live stream typically on Thursday nights. Unfortunately, we can't do it this week. But while we're live streaming, I actually can't see Mr. Cooney on the other end because of technology limitations. So it's a crying shame that I don't get to see that that lovely face every week. But tonight, since we are doing audio only, I do get to peer into the Vault Studio. I can see J.A. there pointing, waving at me, hooting, hollering. I can see Cooney, who's making some obscene gestures but the the present that Cooney's given me is um, I am so glad to see him like this he just looks absolutely haggard and it is uh, very enjoyable to see he's usually got a bit of pep a little bit of spring in his step but he looks like he had a number to put on him this weekend tell you what Lewis if there's one thing I know how to do and that's have a crack and I, I tell you what I did it this weekend you had a crack this weekend any tattoos no nah, no tattoos but I had a f- absolutely decent crack if you, if, you, if you would ask someone to have a crack, <laughs> I'm your guy. You're, you're the guy I, to, I to gave have it, that crack. I gave it my all. I'm very, I'm very proud of you. Thank you very much. I've got some great stories, but I can't tell them now. Because you I'll can't, get in, can't I'll, share them on air. I'll get in so much trouble. There's warrants pending for an arrest of someone fitting your description. Pretty much. The Maccas in Geelong. Pff, don't have to tell them about that one. Oh, walking around yeah. with, blue, with blue dye on my face around Geelong. That was fun. Did you go to Alley Cats? No. I know people who did. <laughs> and I've got some good stories about that. Jimmy, very well played, boy. Very yeah. well played. I'm a smart man. <laughs> you know, I could have a crack. I didn't want to go to strippers. It's one thing I know how to do, James, is have a crack. That's true. One of, the, one of my uh, friends I got a hickey from the yeah, strippers, he's also got a girlfriend. That was fun. You know, we played that one off that I gave him the hickey because I have a crack. Smart. Is anyone to give you a hickey, Lewis? <laughs> if you ever go to strippers and get a hickey, just say I did it. Everyone- Thanks. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I'm pretty sure I won't need to use that one, but I, I appreciate the get out of jail free card anyway. Anytime, brother. Anytime. <laughs> well, guys, enough about my footy trip. Uh, we are going to do a mid-season review this week. It's uh, almost halfway through the season. We'll start, you know, almost, but we'll give it there. Got some great awards to give out, like Buster the Year, Best Valley Picks, and uh, our worst predictions. I can't wait for that one. Lewis has some terrible ones I can't wait to show them up for. And then also do so, uh, some beer bed updates, kicker drill update, uh, also the Listen League update. We'll do that uh, at the start of the show. So, uh, yeah, let's get right into it, Lewis. Let's go to our Listener League. Let's do it. I'll grab, grab my phone, open the, the Sleeper app. Shout out to Sleeper. I'm really enjoying this app. I'm not because I'm three and four. <laughs> yeah. What am I? I think, I think I moved to four and three today. I had a, did. An, a lovely pretty week. easy week. Luckily, I am this this yeah this season in the listener league. I've, I've I've struggled. So let's let's have a quick review of the of the the rankings. Up in first place, we've got Gurley's Gimps with six and one. That's Bryce. We got waiting on a feeling. Ben Haller, he's five and two. 
Willie Beeman, one of my guys over at DFF, uh, and a fellow Florida State fan and Florida State alum. So shout out to him, five and two. And then at four and three, we have a log jam of three teams. Myself, we got Benny, and we got the mighty Rams. I think that's Daniel. And then we got um, Mr. Cooney coming in at three and four. Uh, uh, three, two of the teams with you at three and four. And then we've got the also Rams coming in. Uh, Matty P, two and five. Beer back, two and five. And Jacko's just having a, a terrible time of it at one and six. And I can't wait to play him this week. I really need a win. And he, he sucks. He is a free win. I mean, poor dude had minus 3.66 this week from Sam Donald. Yeah, 1.3 from Sanu. A goose egg from Goodwin. Like, it wasn't good for him. He's just... The poor dudes had had terrible... Oh, and he left Latavius Murray on the bench with 32 oh, points. Oh, what a idiot. <laughs> what a sad sack. Yeah, so what about you? How are you feeling about your team? You think you can make the playoffs? Not good at all. At the start, I was. I started 2-1 and one and lost the other game because I had Deshaun Jackson on my team and he had zero against the Atlanta Falcons. That really helped. So I lost by that. And then, yeah, I've just had a uh, shit start to the year now. Just, just my team's just not doing any well. Kelsey's been an absolute bust. Marlon Mack and Mark Ingram haven't done much. Miles Sanders, your guy, done absolutely nothing for me. So, yeah, just uh, hasn't been fun. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson hasn't come back yet. Got Chris Herndon on my team as well. So, yeah, just uh, not having a good run at the moment. Yeah, I'm I'm treading water at four and four and three. I, I missed Tyreek Hill for the first five or six weeks. Uh, I've also got Devonta Adams, who's you know missed quite a lot of time and really only had one big game. But got got Keenan Allen, who's been quiet. Darren Waller, who's been awesome. So I'm 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 looking forward to see where this this team can take me. If I can sneak into the playoffs, we might be on for something here. But there's uh, yeah, there's some 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 strong teams in the towards the top of the league, as you would expect. Who is your pick to win it this year? Oh, it's a good question. Um, looking at the standings, Bryce has got a, a strong side there at six and one. But taking a look at at Ben's side, Russell Wilson, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Mike Thomas, Robert Woods. Oh, it's 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 a pretty good side there. It's a pretty good side. Um, and then Steam and Beeman, what's he working with? Not a whole lot, actually. Not a whole lot. I'm not sure how he's five and two. He's had some nice scheduling. He left left Edmonds on the bench. Chase Edmonds and David Johnson this week, absolutely infuriating. One of the most annoying situations in fantasy in recent times. So fuck you, Arizona. Fuck you, Cliff Kingsbury. I am over your shit. Well, there you go. Lewis is finally over your shit. Was that a, was that a phone throw? It was just a phone placement on the desk. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. So, there, you go. there we go. The Listener League, your your two esteemed co-hosts are floundering in the middle of the table in the Listener League. So, we've got to sort our shit out for the respectability of the show, mate. Yeah, it's not going to be this week, I tell you that. I'm still in recovery mode. What, what, <laughs> what you can do is you can just trade me all of your good players for Ito Smith and we'll just process it. And we no are one, commissioners, no so we, yeah, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, we can just push that through. Yeah, give me sounds a, good. Just give me a couple hundred bucks. Or give me... The, Give me another uh, slab of coffee beers from Burnley Brewery. Now that's he has to get them. Yeah, make yeah. James says make you get them. Rude. No, not rude. All right, fine. I'll sort that out. 
as Lewis sorts that out, let's go on to our mid-season awards. Lewis, you ready? Ta-da! Lewis, which award would you like to start off first? Look, let's let's start on a high note. Let's let's go with the best value picks of the year. Look, the fantasy picks that have returned the most value based on where you drafted them and what their preseason expectations were. All righty, the nominees are Chris Godwin from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Russell Wilson from Seattle Seahawks, Austin Hooper from the Atlanta Falcons, uh, the Patriots defense from the Patriots, uh, Lamar Jackson from the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Austin Eckler from the um, San Diego Chargers. Dak Prescott from the Dallas Cowboys, and finally, John Brown from the Buffalo Bills. Who do you like out of that group, Lewis? Oh, do I have to pick just one? Ah, we can talk about a couple. Let's talk about a couple. So I think the ones I like the most are Lamar Jackson. I'll pick three. I've got Lamar Jackson, Chris Godwin, and John Brown. I'm going, yeah, Chris Godwin. I'm going Pat's uh, defense as well. And I'll go yep. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Okay. So we both we both picked Lamar Jackson. I mean, mm. he's just been sensational, right? I, uh, he's exceeded all expectations that people had. What he could do as a fantasy quarterback. He's the number one QB overall. Not His rushing floor. We knew it. We knew it. We knew it. Yeah. We were touting him. We were telling you to draft him, and you you could get Lamar Jackson the the tenth round of drafts, eleventh round of drafts. He was an absolute steal all through the off season. In dynasty drafts, in redraft, in best ball leagues, so he's an absolute cheat code. And touch wood, he's 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 staying healthy as well. And and to be honest, the way he plays football and the way he runs, he's super elusive and avoids the big hits. I haven't seen him get lit up once. Remember RG three? You used to get see him get absolutely cleaned up. Now I know the rules have changed a little bit, and quarterbacks are afforded a bit more protection. But when he takes off as a runner, he just doesn't get hit. No, he doesn't, and he's got. I was a bit sus on his uh, weapons the start of the year, especially Marquise Brown and Miles Balkin. Uh, obviously, he hasn't much, and Mark Andrews has improved a lot now. He's one of the number one tight ends in the league right now. So yeah, he's one of my favorite picks going into this season. Yeah, he's one of my favorite picks going um, forward as well. But Chris Godwin, he was getting drafted high. He was in the sort of uh, early, uh, late fourth, early fifth. And he was a sleeper. Everyone liked, everyone loved. Um, and yeah, he's just showed up expectations. He's the number one receiver. He's past Mike Evans now. I think he's the number one guy in Tampa Bay. And he's had an absolutely fantastic season so far. Yeah, as you said, there were there were expectations for him being the you know the slot guy in Bruce Arians' offense. But I don't think anyone in their wildest dreams had these level expectations for him. I thought he'd be a you know a top 15 to top 18 wide receiver and Mike Evans would be top 10. But, you know, going into last uh, last week before their bye, he was the number one receiver. The number one receiver in fantasy over, you know, a six-week stretch. So it's not a fluke. He's not a flash in the pan. The talent is for real. So he's been excellent value, even though he was drafted probably in the fourth round is where people were taking him. And I, I, I mentioned John Brown um I'll, I'll skip talking about John Brown because he's going to come up a, a few times later in the show. So we'll park him there. Um, and I think it's worth noting Austin Eckler as well because despite the return of Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler's continued to ball out. He had one bad game. Melvin Gordon has looked beyond pedestrian. 
Now, I know he's been away from football and is still finding his groove, but that offensive line is shredded to pieces. Forrest Lamp just broke his ankle, so things get even worse there. And Austin Eckler's value is as a receiver. They're putting him out wide like a wide receiver. Even though he's short, he's winning. He's beaten, beaten cornerbacks on the outside, outside the numbers. It's really impressive to see what he does. Just a, a phenomenally well-rounded skill set. So I think Austin Eckler... I know, I know we talked last week about some some you know players who might not sustain their performance, but but right now Eckler is is sustaining it. Yeah, yes, he is. Um be interesting to see how they move forward with both of them. But as of this stage in the midseason, I think yeah, Austin Eckler, if you picked him up in the seventh round and you took a risk on him, um it's paid off well for you. And as you can see in our listen league, um one of the guys that's got him is in the top two. So pretty sure, yeah, if you picked him up, you'd probably be uh, high and mighty right now in your uh, leagues. Yeah, no doubt. And just from a, a real football perspective, if I'm the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, I'm picking up the phone and, and seeing who wants to trade for Melvin Gordon before the trade before the deadline. No one. I'm shipping him way out of there. I mean, I can't think of too many teams who might be who might be looking for 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 a running back, but his his salary is controlled. It, he might just be a rental, you know. So they get a they get potentially get a a compensatory pick back for him if they if they let him walk, but. You know, off off the top of my head, teams that could you know, teams that are looking good that could use a a, a decent caliber running back. Um, Tampa could. Tampa could for sure. Um, whether it's worth it for them, I don't think that they're. You know, I don't think they're bound for the playoffs. The Saints are fine. They're they're set. They're set there. The Colts. The Colts are pretty set. Houston can't can't trade for another running back. That'd be a third one. I don't think they've got any picks left. They just traded for Gary and Conley, uh, the cornerback from the Raiders as well. Um, I can't think of any teams that would even be would be in for Melvin Gordon unless an injury happens, which is entirely possible, right at the position. But I can't think of any teams that should sh- nah, yeah, that should really- be coming in. For Melvin Gordon. Nobody really. I'm looking at the uh, the great Vault Studio uh, whiteboard right now. And no, I currently see any teams. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals good. <laughs> Eagles suck, so it doesn't matter. We don't need anyone. Uh, but Lewis, who is your pick for the best yeah, value just, so far this year? The best value, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson because I live and draft by the late-round quarterback philosophy. Lamar Jackson was the perfect example of that, so I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. I'll go with him too. Uh, next category, let's go with waiver wire pickup of the year. Uh, the nominees are... Love it. Darren Waller from the uh, Oakland Raiders. We have Mark Andrews from the Baltimore Ravens. DJ Chark from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, the 49ers defense as well from the 49ers. Terry McLaurin from the Redskins. Uh, Michael Gallup from the Dallas Cowboys and Philip Dorsett from the New England Patriots. I know who you're going to go for here, Lewis, so don't really need to really talk about that much. But uh, tell me more about your boner for Darren Waller. <laughs> you can see it all the way from Melbourne. Look, he's been just incredible value because of his reliability week to week in his usage in the offense. He's been a de facto wide receiver because they lost Antonio Brown that was definitely a factor. Then they've lost Tyrell Williams to injury recently with his plantar fasciitis. But it's the volume that kept him, you know, reliable week to week. He had his bye last week and he hadn't scored a touchdown 
going into the bye week, but he was still, I think, the tight end five or six around that mark, maybe tight end seven without scoring a touchdown. And then he got paid his new contract, so that was great for him. Congratulations, Darren Waller, $9 million a season. It's nice nice to see players getting paid, especially ones with, with good stories like him. But then this week, he absolutely blew up over 30 points, got his touchdowns, and he's a tight end one moving forward, and, and you just got to you know, you lock him into your tight end position. And as I said, you've you've had injuries, you've had players underperforming. You, if you spent big draft capital at the start, like, you know, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, even George Kittle, they have underperformed to expectations. So Darren Waller's been the perfect remedy for that. Um, love the player, love the waiver wire pickup. So here's my first followed closely. My second would be Terry McLaurin, but Darren Waller takes best waiver wire pickup for me. Yeah, I'll agree with you there too. Darren Waller has been the best one. Um, like to yeah, talk about more about Terry McLaurin because obviously we didn't think he was going to be this good this year. We just uh, thought he'd be a bit, of a bit of a dynasty stash and could be uh, good uh, in the following years. And obviously, Case Keenum has played well sometimes, played terrible a lot of other times. But uh, he's been outstanding for the Redskins this year. He's been the only bright spot for him. And yeah, he's... Been one of the best pickups this year in fantasy, and he's just winning weeks and weeks out. He's got a, a lot of touchdowns, big yardage guy, and yeah, just killing it. Yeah, he's looked amazing, uh, all things considered, right? He's on a franchise that is the definition of dysfunctional. They don't have a plan. Their quarterback situation is one of the worst, if not the worst, in the NFL. Like, you know, Miami might have something to say about that, but at least you know what you've got with Ryan Chicago Fitzpatrick. Is. I think Chicago is. Uh, you know, that's a fair point. Chicago, Chicago is not good either, especially when you consider the contracts and, and all of the, the shit going on there. But Terry McLaurin's been phenomenal. I'd like to give it a little shout-out to one of the guests we had on during the off-season, Randy from the Dynasty War Zone. He came on to talk some Colts football. That was a really fun episode. But one of his Dynasty sleepers... Uh, moving forward, was Terry McLaurin. Now, I don't think many people, Randy included, would say he expected Terry McLaurin to hit like this, but he was one of the the few people I know who was was actively reaching for Terry McLaurin in, in rookie drafts because of the talent, and he liked what he saw. So shout out to him. If, if you did take that advice and go and buy McLaurin cheap, congratulations to you. That ship has sailed, but he's been awesome. Mm, yes, he has. And any other guys you want to talk about in this group? Um. Uh, yeah, you mentioned him just before when we were talking about Lamar Jackson. Mark Andrews as well. Similar to Darren Waller, right? He's been a beneficiary of volume, but he's also looked really good and he's had touchdowns. So he's been excellent as well. Anytime you can get a reliable starter at the tight end position by scooping off the waiver wire, you've done really well. And also, so quickly mentioned DJ Shark too, just because uh, obviously the guy coming out of camp was Didi Westbrook. Um, Filippo raved about him coming out of camp, saying he's the best route run he's ever seen. And then Nick Foles, yeah, as you said, he loves to target the slot. And then he goes down in the first quarter and then comes in Gardner Minshew and didn't expect much out of him. And all of a sudden, he's a top 15 quarterback this year in fantasy and loves to throw to DJ Shark. And he's really emerged as one of the elite wide receivers this year too. Yeah, absolutely. He'd be one of my sells uh, moving forward for the rest of the season. But in terms of the value you extracted from him, getting him for nothing and getting multiple wide receiver one games, you've... That's that's been an absolute boon for you. I'd be looking to to cash in now and move on from DJ Chark, but absolutely uh, another great wave of wire pickup. So Darren Waller is the winner there. We'll move on to Bust of the Year, one of my favorites. 
the draft yeah, this is, of the year. This is a sad this is a sad category for sure. It's a fun category to bag on everybody. <laughs> uh the nominees are Andrew Luck of Nobody right now. Got Antonio Brown again of Nobody or probably the uh court system right now. Juju Smith Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um James Connor, I've also added this one, Pittsburgh Steelers too. David Montgomery from the Chicago Bears, Melvin Gordon from the San Diego Chargers, Joe Mixon from the Cincinnati Bengals, OJ Howard from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and finally Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, there's some there's some names on there. Look, I, I I'll take Andrew Luck out of the equation just because I don't know. It just feels a bit unfair to to call him to 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 nominate him as a bust for retiring. Like the dude was ruined. So. I don't yeah, take but it him was out the third equation. preseason game, and everyone sort of had drafted before then. So, yeah, true, 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 true. Um, James Connor, I OJ don't Simpson think he wasn't happy. He was, he was pissed off. <laughs> if he was doing this, he would probably, you know, go to his house and slash him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, James Connor. I don't think he's been a, a bust. He hasn't performed to expectations, but compared to some of the other names on the list, he's still been he's still been serviceable. And in fact, the change of circumstances that have probably benefited James Connor are the ones that have absolutely crippled Juju Smith Schuster. So, yeah, both both of those guys are strong candidates. I think though the the guy that I'm gonna have to go with there's there's two names that stand out to me highest on this list are oj howard and baker mayfield and the reason why i'm picking these two guys is because you were using a high draft pick on one of the onesie positions that you can wait on and and still do well in we told you even though i thought baker was going to be better this year i thought the browns offense was going to be better we told you stay away from baker mayfield at his adp there's just no upside there for him there's only downside unfortunately he's hit that downside oj howard i was totally wrong on him i thought he was going to be a monster uh unfortunately there's it's just being chris godwin and mike evans yeah, so that's coming up later shame. that's coming up later unfortunately yeah so yeah, I'm gonna, but I'm I'm gonna go from. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to pick OJ Howard. My vote goes with OJ Howard. Just because I picked him too, OJ Howard. I have him in a few leagues, and uh, he's been really disappointing. Yep. But I'm gonna have Joe Mixon just because he went in the second round and hasn't performed expectations. Yeah, he's been he's been woeful. Obviously, the Bengals' offense as a whole has been woeful. The offensive line is dead, but. Yeah, Joe Mixon's been terrible. They haven't utilized him in the past game like we expected they would. And he's he's been bailed out of games by a, a few touchdowns. And, you know, he's, his his rushing performances have just been diabolical. Uh-oh. So yeah, breaking news, Lewis. Oh. And uh, Mohamed Sanuri has been traded to the New England Patriots. What? Second round pick. Well, second round pick? There you go. Breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. Wow. Not even on NFL.com yet. Nah, it's on uh, sleeper. sleeper. Yeah, that's why you got to get on it. Sleeper. 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 Another and well, another trade. What's the other trade? No, yeah. well, the trade last week. The Jalen Ramsey trade. Yeah, come on, mate. Wow. Oh, okay. I thought they were going to go after AJ Green, but there you go. A bit of breaking news for the show. I, right. I thought they were going to go after Emmanuel Sanders. No one cares about what you think, Lewis. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Hey, shut up and produce. Shut okay, up and dribble. Sorry, I'm, I gotta go. I gotta shut go. up and dribble. Wow. 
but yeah. Um, Tell you what, instant analysis. I absolutely love this. I think Mohamed Sanu is such an underrated talent. He's such a reliable receiver in the slot. A second-round pick is... Uh, it's a lot. That's that's a lot. And my, my guess here is that... Wait, wait, I don't, I don't even know. I don't. I can't even understand this. Like from a from a compensation point of view, the second round pick. Unless is he? Is when's his contract expire? Can can we can we get that information? Nah, probably not. Not as googly dolly. Nah. Uh, let me have a look. Spot Spot Track uh, Senu. The Vault Studio use over the cap Lewis. Ooh. What a- We'll, we'll edit that out. Probably not. We're too lazy. No, I'm, I'm not going to edit it out. Yeah. But we'll, we use over the cap. Yeah. I apologize profusely. I do like over the cap, but I'm used uh, to reading. 2021, on. his contract comes up. Yeah. Okay. Um, weird. I mean, I guess they're banking on it being a late second round pick. Well, Fair you would assume so. Yeah. Right. Still, I'm not sure. That car. Something else is going to come out in this. There has to, I don't think that's the... I reckon there'll be another wrinkle to that, surely. Nah, well, not now. Not now. But look out for Mohamed Sanu to throw a touchdown pass this season, potentially in the playoffs. That dude that dude can throw, and I reckon they get, Josh McDaniels is going to cook up something nice with Mohamed Sanu and his uh, ability to throw. We'll see, Lewis, but uh, your bust of the year is OJ Howard. We'll uh, move on because, you know, I've got to go to sleep. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, we'll move on. Mine's OJ Howard. Yours is Joe Mixon. Uh, let's move on to the fantasy MVP halfway through the season. Yes. A few nominees here. We've got uh, number one who I think is going to carry home and win it. Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers. We've also got Delvin Cook from the Minnesota Vikings. Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks. Michael Thomas from the New Orleans Saints. The Patriots defense from the Patriots. Austin Eckler from the San Diego Chargers, Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans, Lamar Jackson again from the Baltimore Ravens, and want to add in here too, Philip Lindsay from the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Get your guy in. Look, look, basically what running back thirteen right now, where he was being drafted in the fourth round. He's if he, he keeps up this pace and maybe improves a little bit, he's definitely in the conversation. I, out of spite and principle, won't won't vote for Philip Lindsay, just mainly to spite you. But fair. Um, Christian McCaffrey is, you know, he's been amazing. If you drafted him if with your second pick, like uh, was ADP Walsh, congratulations, you got yourself a bargain, really, with the second round pick there. He's been nothing short of phenomenal. Uh, Leading scorer 100... at the moment by 100, uh, 181 points, and that's speeding yep. guys like Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson played all their games and their quarterbacks, and they scored much more points. So I think it's easily to say if you drafted Christian McCaffrey, well done to you. Well yeah, you. you're, prob- you're probably going to the playoffs, so congratulations. I will throw Dalvin Cook's name, like a, a bit of a vote, a bit of a push for Dalvin Cook because you could get him, you know, late second round he was starting to fall to. Um, so in terms of value to your team, he certainly did a did a great job, has done a great job for you. But in terms of just general MVP, I think it has to be Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, it has to be. Easy winner there. Easy winner there. Uh, we'll move on to one of my favorite ones, our worst calls of the year. Yeesh. Do we have to do this? No, we do. For Absolutely. accountability, we've we've had some we've had some good calls. We've got to give Dalvin, credit to ourselves. Dalvin we've Cook, made some good bang. calls. We yeah, Dalvin Cook. 
but but we've we've had some shit ones as well. So let's a uh, bit of a mere culpa here. Let's put our hands up and and tell you guys where we where we cocked up. Well, we both had OJ Howard. That was a huge miss on us. Yeah. I was high man. To be fair, I will say that that's not just that's not us. Some of the the sharpest minds and the best analysts in the game had a had a hard on for OJ Howard this season. You know, guys like Scott Barrett over at PFF, who whose work I I really rate and respect. Um, yeah, like all the guys at PFF, some of the guys over at NFL.com. So, yeah, he's just been a he's just been a fucking disappointment. Let's be honest. Anyway, so we both had OJ Howard. Uh, I had Vance McDonald. I thought he's gonna have a big year this year, and he's done absolutely nothing. Me too. I I I will I will put my hand up there and, and agree with that. Although Ben Ben Roethlisberger going down hasn't helped his cause. Hasn't helped. No. Um, I had the Broncos defense. I thought it was gonna be one of the top five defenses in the league, and. At one point, they were the laughing stock and the Miami downfield and just had uh, more points than them. So that's all you need to say about them. Have been coming on the past couple of weeks, but yeah, they're just, they're just done. They're cooked. I was very high on Jordan Allison and MVS as well. Um, and they've done absolutely nothing. And just MVS had an okay game yeah. against the Raiders, but. Yeah. Allison hasn't. Allison's been bad. Like he's, he's been dead. He's dropping pat. He hasn't, he hasn't looked good at all. I know he's been injured, but he's, he's looked shit. He looks worse than me right now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's a low bar that's a low bar um, Justin Jackson too I thought he could have more input in this offense and has done nothing absolutely nothing yeah he was very much a victim of Austin Eckler's brilliance and I thought John Ursa from the CLC Hawks actually do something this year and hasn't played a game yet no he's I think it was he played some snaps on special teams or has yeah. he never, not even been active I think he's been even active I don't, don't even care I've lost faith in him fucking <laughs> yeah that yeah Look, I've had, I've got a few names on here as well. The first one, uh, one of my favorite receivers in the league. He's been a model model receiver of consistency over his career. Unfortunately, it's not taken off for him this season. That's Brandon Cooks. He even in a smash spot last week against the Falcons, it didn't work out for him. It wasn't really necessary. The Falcons were absolutely woeful and were never in the game, so just he wasn't needed. But he's he's really struggled this season. Definitely the Rams' offense has regressed. Goff has struggled to hit his targets downfield. He's been inaccurate. And he also has had very little time to, to throw as well um, because the offensive line hasn't been as good. So that's affected the whole passing game. And uh, the biggest impact that that's seen has been Brandon Cooks, which you know makes sense because of the, the way he's utilized. And he's more of a, a downfield receiver. So that's been a, a big negative for him. The next guy, and... I've got to take a massive L on this guy for this season. I hope it pans out for him moving forward, but the way that the Los Angeles Chargers continually find ways to shoot themselves in the face, um, I just I, it's it hurts. It's it's Mike Williams. I thought he would be a top twenty-four receiver this season. I don't think he's seen the end zone. He's had very little involvement, and the Chargers' offense has been terrible. So big big L for me there with Mike Williams, and and, and finally, and despite. Uh, this guy coming off a 30-point game this week. Latavius Murray, I really thought he would have more of a role when Kamara was 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 healthy. I thought you would see him play a bit of a more Mark Ingram-type role. He looked great against the Chicago Bears. He really did look good. And I thought he would be like a 70-30, 65-35 type split with Kamara. Unfortunately, it's not been that way. Because I'm a stubborn bastard, I've held on to him on all my rosters. So I was fortunate enough to be able to start him uh, start him last week and benefit from that. And he, he 
He earned me some money in daily fantasy as well, which is which is nice over on DraftKings. Shout out to DraftKings. Uh, but yeah, Latavius Murray not had the role that I envisioned. I really thought he could be a top top 18, 24 running back on a week-to-week basis. Mm, he's been, yeah, he's been one of your biggest disappointments. And I'm so happy that I got to laugh at you when you picked him. Well, you know what? Look who's laughing now because Kamara's got a dicky ankle and I think moving forward, they're going to be a bit more careful with him. They, they forced him through uh, in week six. He sat week seven. I reckon they know they go into the playoffs. They're going to want Alvin Kamara fit and healthy and you're going to see Latavius Murray get involved. Right, what's the bet, Lewis? What's the bet? Oh, I don't know. Well, from 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 here on out, so from week eight through to week sixteen of the NFL season, Latavius Murray will be a top twenty running back. I'll take you on that one. Easy money. There we go. Another beer bet. Write that down. Awesome. I'm gonna win that one. That'll be it for me. <laughs> but yeah, I guess our biggest disappointment I think has to be OJ Howard. Has to be. One of our worst goals. Yeah, I think he was he was where where you drafted him. You could have had Evan Engram. That was the thing. It was in that range. It was either him or Evan Engram. And he yeah, Engram's disappointed the last few weeks with injury, but when he's healthy, he's been absolutely electric this year. Uh, an integral part of the offense and for for the New York Giants. So yeah. A, a really uh bad call from from both of us on OG Howard. Well, well, always got to take those L's, mate. Got to take those L's sometimes. Can't all be winners. But uh, look, let's move on. We've got some uh, trade targets and trade sellers that we want to give you guys heading into the uh, halfway through the season. The trade deadline is coming up for some of your leagues. So we thought we'd give you a couple of trade targets that you need to hit and then some guys that you should be trying to look, uh, trying to move on to. So, uh, Lewis, let's, uh, let's go to you first. Guy, who have you got? First one, and I think it's going to be pretty easy to go and trade for for two of these guys based on their performance in prime time they both play for the new york jets and i'm advocating trading for levy on bell and robbie anderson uh, i think better days are ahead for both of these guys and i think people are going to be scared by how bad sam donald looked uh for everyone he, he was he was atrocious but why I like these guys is their schedule coming up over the next few weeks. They go away to Jacksonville, who you know aren't, aren't as serious anymore. Then they go at Miami, New York Giants, at Washington, Oakland, at Cincinnati, and Miami again. That probably doesn't get an easier stretch of games in terms of fantasy matchups. Robbie Anderson, uh, he showed once this season what he can do. I think two weeks ago he had a, a monstrous game and then you know, held to one catch this week, as is tradition against the Patriots. But him and Le'Veon Bell should should have, uh, you know, re- really good games moving forward. And you could have some guys really struggling to, uh, to to justify holding on to them. They might not be looking ahead. So those my my first two trade targets. I like them a lot. Again, they don't play the Patriots this year as well. So that's uh, another two defenses or two games that have to play that insane defense. Uh, but yeah, they're scheduled coming up. It's playing really good. I guess again, you've got Redskins as well, Giants, some easy targets in the NFC East. Um, don't play the Eagles though, which is a bit of a shame because uh, they could have killed us if if they didn't have uh, Luke Falk playing quarterback. But yeah, look, <laughs> those two guys are probably going really cheap, especially Robbie Anderson. Uh, Le'Veon Bell has looked 
He did look good today. Um, might be a bit harder to get, but someone should be looking to target. Um, but uh, who else is there that we can uh, sort of pick up here too, Lewis? I got another another pairing, another AFC East quarterback and wide receiver pairing. Uh, John Allen and and excuse me, Josh Allen and John John Brown. Um, Josh Allen, you know, he's always going to bring you that rushing floor. He, him and John Brown have had a really good rapport. John Brown and Michael Thomas, the only two receivers in the NFL to have at least 50 yards in every single game they've played this season. So he has been quite consistent in terms of his production, despite him being on a bit of an erratic, erratic offense with, with Josh Allen. But again, looking at their schedule, they've got some tasty matchups in there. This week, they go to Philadelphia. You think that's going to be a big game. Then the Washington Redskins at Cleveland, at Miami. Denver at home, and Denver haven't been much chop. At Dallas, which could be a bit more difficult. Baltimore, who knows how that will go. And then at Pittsburgh as well, depending on, you know, Pittsburgh is probably going to be a bit tougher for them. But you've got some juicy games in there, and both of those guys should be able to be had on the cheap as well. I can't wait for John Brown to have 45 touchdowns and 2,000 yards on us. He's going to kill us. <laughs> how, many, how many points do you reckon the Eagles give up to five receivers this year per game. Oh, they must give up 40, 40 points a game. 45. <laughs> and that was, yeah, that's... and that's including a game we played against the New York Jets. And... <laughs> yeah, that's... So it could that's... easily be 50, 55. That's rough. I, I, every, everyone is surprised they didn't make a move for, for Jalen Ramsey, but... Um, we we try, but the asking price is too much. The asking price was ridiculous, and the Rams have paid a lot to get him, a lot to get him. Um, and I've got I've got uh, quickly quickly a few more names. I don't mind DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Either of those guys are, are should be pretty cheap right now. They've underperformed partially because of of Kyle Allen. Uh, they've had some difficult matchups as well. But from week nine, they go Tennessee at Green Bay, but you get Atlanta, at New Orleans, which, you know, is a, is a tough place to play, but, and against a, a really uh, tough defense, you don't like that match up, but coming into the, towards the end of the season and into the playoffs, you've got the Redskins and at Atlanta as well, Seahawks at home, the Seahawks on a great defense this year. So some nice, potential nice matchups for those guys, but my number one trade target, this is a guy, everyone who wants to win, their leagues should go out and trade for. He won't be cheap, but the payoff almost certainly will be worth it. That's a Mr. Leonard Fournette. This guy is number two in weighted opportunity, which gives a, in, in terms of running backs, which is a player profiler grade, which slightly weights targets more because of, of PPR scoring and he's number two in true opportunity share. He's got 91.5% of Jacksonville's running back opportunities. He only trails Christian McCaffrey in both of those ranks. Um, now Christian McCaffrey has nearly 60 more points than Leonard Fournette on the season, despite their usage being very similar. The big difference there is touchdowns. Leonard Fournette has a single touchdown on the season Christian McCaffrey has nine. So you've got a 48-point differential there over, what, seven games just because of touchdowns. Now, Fournette probably won't catch him, but he's got positive regression coming in the touchdown column. He has multiple goal-to-go carries 
uh, that he's been stuffed at the one-yard line. This guy's going to get into the end zone eventually, and he's going to single-handedly win you matchups based on the usage that he that he has. So Leonard Fournette, go out and get this guy. I, we won't, like I said, he won't be cheap because he has still been getting you points, but his ceiling, he has he's not even close to his ceiling because of the touchdowns. Yeah, like a lot. I'm surprised they're not using him more just because Gardner Minshew is a rookie and they're sort of leading the run more. But I guess Deep Looper loves to pass the ball and sort of doesn't use the running back as much. But he's running back seven at the moment. And yeah, the uh, down, the, down the line, he could be a sort of top five as well. So if you want to win your league, guys, go get Leonard Fournette. Bingo. Now we've got some cells. We've only got a couple of cells here. But uh, I think these uh, three people, or one's not a person, there's multiple people in this one, uh, I've got to sort of, uh, sort of die in the ass. First one is Terry McLaurin. Now, I think he's going to die in the ass because of one reason. The Washington Red didn't suck. <laughs> now, they are starting Case Keenum at the moment, who has been playing well, but I am going to assume that they're going to uh, lean towards Dwayne Haskins soon. And when I saw him when he played the Giants was absolutely trash. And if they move to him moving forward and Terry McLaurin is playing wide receiver there, it's not going to go well. And he's you're going to start him and he's going to lose you weeks because, again, Washington just suck. There's no, no analysis for it. They just suck as a uh, franchise. They suck as a team. They suck as a culture. And, yeah, unfortunately, Terry McLaurin is going to sort of... Uh, bet, uh, sorry, uh, not going to be the benefit of factor of that. Unfortunately, he got drafted there and he sort of can't move there for another few years. And, yeah, until they get rid of that goddamn owner, they're not going to be doing any good. So... Terry McLaurin is my number one sell. If you've got him, try to get rid of him for much as much as you can because, yeah, I don't think he's going to do anything good this year, especially with Bill Callanan coaching too. Yeah, that's the problem, right, is he wants to run the ball, run the ball, and run the ball some more. He's going to run run the last legs of that child beater out of out of Washington. Allegedly. So, allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, no, it's not alleged. There, that kid was... No, nah, you got to say to he, everybody, though. you got to say to everybody. Like OJ was allegedly a killer, but really he was. Yeah, but no. Peterson admitted to it. He said, "Yeah, I did it. I just didn't know any better." No, allegedly, a fucking idiot. No, he's allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. So no, I, I agree with selling Terry McLaurin on the bait. Like if you can get good value for him, and you should be able to extract good value for him. Don't go and sell him for you know pennies on the dollar. But this is a bad team. They may make the switch to Dwayne Haskins, which could really limit his upside. And they re- they want to run the ball. That's that's the clear indication from the coach. That's what he's done the last two weeks. Although last week was you know driven driven by the weather. In dynasty, I'm absolutely holding on to this kid. He's special. We talked about it before. But in redraft, you he he cost you nothing. And if you can flip that into a more consistent or a, a more uh, a wide receiver two on a on a more um, you know explosive offense or a running back, I would I would definitely be. Uh, be looking to do that. My next uh, team I want to sell. I want to sell the Patriots defense. Now they com- the next six games. They have currently got um, the Browns, the Ravens, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Texans, and the Chiefs. Very good offenses there, except for the Browns and the Eagles. But apart from that, playing some very hard defenses. And right now is the time to sell. I've scored as. Lewis has got here. They've scored 162 points. Can I steal your notes, Lewis? Yeah, go I'll ahead. Steal your notes. They're in PPR leagues. They are. They'll be ranked number eighth in quarterbacks, number fourth in running backs, 
number one in wide receivers and number one in tight ends. Absolutely killing it at the moment. But right now is the time to sell. It's uh, don't think it's gonna be that easy for them going ahead. Um, obviously they're gonna they're gonna dominate, but not as well as they have been. They're not gonna you know score thirty five points like they did against the Jets. Not gonna score. They scored twenty five today. Pretty sure they did. Yeah, absolutely, I think so. They absolutely killed it today. But I don't think this is gonna be uh, twenty one points. Says uh, James Arthur. Played you played them. How'd you go? Did you win? No. Of course. Duh. Duh. Silly question. But yeah, this is the time to sell. Um, I've got them a couple of leagues and I'm going to try to get rid of them. But yeah, just uh, there's I think there's better options streaming out there, especially this week. Lewis uh, had a lovely post on uh, Fantasy Football Down Under. The Pittsburgh Steelers this week going against the Dolphins. Easy matchup for them. So, yep. Yeah, and the um, Rams defense have got a nice matchup as well. Who have they got? Uh, I think stick at the Bengals. Oof. Easy matchup. Easy. So I think it's now the time to sell. You can probably get it. Go trade for Leonard Fournette. What a trade. <laughs> yeah, look, it's it might be hard to get them to get good your know, adequate value for them straight up, but use them as a make like a, a make weight in a in a larger deal, right? Go go and target Leonard Fournette and, and, and give a, a lesser running back plus the Patriots defense to try to try and get him if you can. Something like that. It's gonna be hard to get the exact value you want and what you really should be getting because it's defense and people don't want to pay up for that. But using it as a make weight to get the deal done. Now this is my favorite statistic about the Patriots defense for fantasy. If you took all of the fantasy defenses from last year, the Patriots would rank second on the season, even though they've only played, even though all those other teams played nine more games, they would be second only to the Chicago Bears playing nine fewer games. They have been absolutely ridiculous. So if you pick them up, congratulations, they've single-handedly won you weeks, Some uh, for, uh, probably in some of your matchups. But yeah, this is the kind of crazy... Um, production that you should look to sell high on. It costs you nothing. As Cooney, you pointed out, they do have a tougher schedule coming up and they've got a shitload of turnovers. And turnovers are, they're a fluky statistic and some of those interceptions will start to be, start to be dropped and be tip balls instead. Some of the fumbles will bounce the wrong way and those, those turnover points you know, won't be as much and won't be as frequent. And even though you, they'll probably continue to limit offenses to you know, minimal points per game. It's turnovers and touchdowns that really get you the get you the uh, the money in fantasy football. So, if you can work out a deal and, and move the Patriots' defense, but if you can't, don't don't panic and sell them just for the sake of it. That is right. And Lewis, I'll let you talk about the last guy. We have got Amari Cooper as a sell. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I, G, Whoa, James. I absolutely love Amari Cooper. I've been an Amari Cooper stan. For, for several years now, I thought the Cowboys made a great, great trade. But this he's looking at me. He's giving me a death stare, playing Angry Birds, giving me death stares, going through Tinder, giving me death stares. Look at him go. Swiping. What a man. <laughs> Repetitive strain injury from the from the from the nonstop swiping over there. No, here's here's why. He got a bye week. The Cowboys got a bye week. He's gonna heal up. He's been been a bit banged up. Great. Then he's going to go and torch the New York Giants. I think he's going to have a monstrous game. And that is when I would look to sell him because he's got a pretty difficult run coming in. 
They go against Minnesota, who've been stingy, and Xavier Rhodes isn't the same lockdown corner that he used to be, but I imagine that they'll focus to t- remove Amari Cooper. Then you go on the road into Detroit, who've been a really good defense this year, at New England, where he'll draw shadow coverage from Stephon Gilmore, which is no good for anyone. Then they have Buffalo, Trey White, again, another good young shutdown corner who will probably limit Amari Cooper. Then they go at Chicago, on the road into Chicago. Now, Chicago's defense has certainly not been great uh, in, in, in recent weeks, but by then, so you would hope that they uh, you know, they start to get it together. I think Akeem Hicks could be back from, from IR by then. I'm not sure, but he's been integral to the run defense of the Bears, and teams have been able to run the ball on the Bears since he's been injured. If he comes back, that changes the... the uh, you know, the nature of the Chicago Bears defense entirely. And then they have their Los Angeles Rams, who just acquired Jalen Ramsey, one of the best shutdown corners in the game. He will undoubtedly shadow Amari Cooper as well. Now, I'm not saying Amari Cooper is going to be putting up single digits every game, but he's the wide receiver four right now, and he's having some monstrous games. If you can go and trade him for another top-level wide receiver with a better schedule, um, then I would I would love to do that. So, it's not panic stations for Murray Cooper, but his value is probably isn't going to be higher than it will be after the New York Giants game. So I'd be be waiting, getting the points from that game, and then and then trying to sell him. James, let's go wank yourself off. <laughs> and even though I do own a couple of Murray Cooper, I'm not going to get rid of him. So wank yourself off too, mate. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, that will do it for ourselves. Um, we'll finish the show off just the beer bet update as well. We'll do a sort of a kicker jewel as well, just uh, to finish the week off too. But uh, Lewis, let's go for the beer bets, um, the ones we have that are still going on. Um, for our season, we've got Defonte Freeman will outscore Philip Lindsay. You've got Defonte Freeman, obviously Philip Lindsay. Uh, John Ursa um, won't have five receptions in the game in 2019. That's uh, not looking good for me. We just bet that uh, Latavius Murray will be top 20 running back. That's uh, not going to happen. Todd Gurley is going to be top 12 running back, you've bet, and still to be determined, but he's not going to happen, so suck eggs. And that George Kittle is going to be balls deep. Have we, have we uh, determining balls deep? Is he actually going to literally be balls deep in a ball, or is he actually be balls deep in, like, uh, Terrell Suggs? Like, how are we going to sort of work that one out? <laughs> I don't know. Like, um I think we'll know if he's balls deep or not. Do you want to, do you want to give me a line? No, no, no. I think we'll know if he's balls deep. We'll know. We'll know. Yeah, yeah we'll it's know. just one of those things you know when you see it. James will make the call. All right, James. Remember, he the... said to trade Amari Cooper. Just remember oh, that. Okay. Yeah. We'll remember <laughs> that. But the other ones that have happened this year, I've uh, currently had eight wins and uh, Lewis is on seven. Yeah, it's, it's pretty close. It is pretty close. I really should have won the Chase Daniels one, but you know I'll give you that. But right now, all the uh, all the season long ones are looking good for me. I will tell you that. Yeah, Devonte Freeman getting himself ejected really wasn't wasn't great. That hurt me in a few leagues. Um, yeah, we've gone we've gone NA that Juju outscores Brown, but I think I think uh, yeah, I'll by default I'll win that one. Um, mm-hmm. Josh Gordon. He hurt me. Yeah, he it still sucks. hurts. He sucks. He doesn't suck. He sucks. Oh, we all f- forgot to mention Miles Sanders is going to outscore Josh Jacobs, and that's not happening. 
Yeah, the Philadelphia offense has let me down in a big, big way. But Imagine if anyone's if watched them, them, if anyone's watched the Eagles, and and I know you watch the Eagles games when you're not off your head on on footy trip, that he's looked good, particularly in the passing game. He's looked excellent, and that's I envisioned his usage. Unfortunately, it's just not not worked out that way. And and you know the uh, the other thing is is that the uh, what are they called? The Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders offensive line has been pretty good. It's been decent. Who would have so thought that, Tom Cable that's, 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 offensive line? Who I know, right? It's maybe they hired him and they're actually not letting him coach. He's just like I don't know, cleaning up the room after people have done their film studies in there and stuff like that. It's just a favor. They gave him a job as a favor. Hmm. Maybe who knows? Who he's got knows? dirt. He's he's still got dirt on Al Davis somehow. More Mark Davis. He must cut no, his no, no, but, nah, no, 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 because he's got the. No one gives a shit about Mark Davis. Al Davis has got the reputation. It, he's, he's like his reputation is wrapped up in the value of the Raiders. If you know, you find out something nasty about about Al Davis, whew. I guess we'll never know. Guess we'll never know because Tom Cable has all of the secrets. Yeah. Makes sense. It's the only reason he keeps getting employed. He must just have a dossier on every team in the league. Must go on a lot of footy trips with him. I tell you that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that is our beer bed update. Um, Lewis, kick a jewel as well. We are. T- we- oh, beat me to it. Who would have thought James would be paying attention playing Angry Beds? Anyway, Lewis, uh, it is tied uh, right now, three and three. We didn't do week six, so we've done only on six weeks now. Um, do you have a pick for this week? I don't, but how about I, I, I can quickly grab one. I'll beat you to it. I've got Cody Parker. Parkey, sorry. The infamous double, double don't kick. He's playing for the Tennessee Titans right now. That's right. Didn't he hit the post last week? He did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that poor dude. That poor dude's going to win me another beer, I reckon. All right. Let's see who is available and I have not used. Um, I'll let you use Adam Vinatieri again and you can lose that one. Say that again? You can use Adam Vinatieri again and you can lose it again if you want to use it. If you want to. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm all good there. I'm going to go with... Um, all right, let's look at the rostered values here. Uh, someone under 50% that I haven't yet used. I am going to go Jason Myers of the Seattle Seahawks. He is only 10% owned, and they go on the road in a dome at Atlanta. So there you go. Sign me up, Jason Myers. One of the league leaders last year and uh, has done nothing this year for Seattle. Atlanta is the remedy for everything. We'll just have to wait and see. We'll just have to wait and see. We will wait and see. Uh, I think that'll do us for this week. Absolutely. I am very tired. I want to go to bed. Lewis is wants to eat more cake. The uh, fat pig is. <laughs> Lewis, happy birthday, my friend. Um, Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed my present. It's in the mail. Coming. Yeah, it, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. No worries. You haven't enjoyed it because I just said it was in the mail, but thanks for lying to the listeners, mate. You dick. Sometimes. It's a great present. What is it? 
Um, it was. Uh, it was a scratch card. It was a scratch card. Thanks, it was mate. A poop. I, I won. <laughs> it was a big giant shit. You send your poop. <laughs> Thanks. And I've yeah, asked, yeah. I've the person who delivers it to light it on fire while you sign for it. <laughs> the old, the good old flaming bag of shit. Yes, classic, classic gag. Well, Lewis, um, enjoy that flaming bag of shit, and enjoy that flaming bag of shit team that you have, or have you have about fifty of them. <laughs> yeah, there's a few. There's a few. Hey, before you go, I got a, I got some housekeeping. I forgot to tell Kearney about it at the start. Oh. Vault t-shirts are on sale. Oh, that's right. I saw the post. I saw They're pretty the post. cool. They're pretty good looking. They got so, a nice segue on it. Yeah. So there's a black, grey, and blue. Uh, they're thirty five dollars each. So if you would like to buy a t-shirt, you can head to our Facebook page and see the pictures of it. They're up there. What if you work the vault studio? How much does it cost you? you? I'll tell you after the show. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, I don't want anyone to know. Okay. Don't worry, you boys. I'll Se- look after you as best I can. It's secret business. 40 bucks, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for Lewis, it's 100 because we've got a yeah, yeah. 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 It's the so, Amari Cooper trade tax. Yeah. And so, if, you, if you're interested in a t-shirt, just either message me, James Arthur, or the vault studio, and I can send you over an invoice by PayPal and start with doing a pre-order for a couple of weeks, and then we'll order them all. Um, the thirty-five dollars includes postage and everything like that. So to your door. Yeah. All right. They are mad, mad comfy material, and they're an awesome way to support the studio and also get something, something in return. So yeah, t-shirts are cool. Buy one. Thank you, boys. No worries. Thank you, James and uh, Lewis. I'll uh, see you next week, buddy. I yeah. I look forward to it. Enjoy that shit. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hey, records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo?